Hello and welcome to Delve Interviews. Today we'll be joined by Jason May and Heida James Hill of Magnetic South. This is a bit of their new release, Stop Wasting Mind. It doesn't matter what you say It never ended up anyway Yeah, so first of all, I'd like to say thanks for joining me. Ran across you doing an online search, found your music, and was really struck by what you guys do. It's obvious that you really enjoy your live shows, and you work together well on that. One of the things that I was kind of really curious about, you, you have some impressive arrangements on your cover songs. How do you, how do you work that out? Group effort, or how does that work? And this is Jason here. We, uh, it is a group effort. We, we, we figure out what we can do with, with what we have. Um, you know, it's, it's three guys making four, four part sound, but yeah, we, we all, we'll toss our ideas around. I would say for the most part, if I agree with me, Jared kind of leads the pack on kind of saying, Hey, this is where we're going to go or we should try this. And yeah. then, um, and I mean, Hide is just kind of Mr. Automatic. Whatever we say, he's just something he can just play. It. Uh, but it's definitely a group effort, yes. Well, I think that I think that really shows through. Even in your live shows, everybody seems to play to everyone else's strengths. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was going to say, you know, we we uh, definitely enjoy uh, playing with each other. I think that kind of it shows on stage too. You know, we all uh, enjoy just you know making making music and having fun with it. Like you said, we, we feed off each other. I mean, if, if you know, if you hide a throws in a new little role or something, and I'll catch it and I'll look at him. And yeah. I mean, it's, it's you know, you, you play these songs, you know, you, you get going, you, you chop on them so much, and you play them, you get used to doing them. So you try different things. Sometimes you do them live and surprise each other. So it's like when Jared puts the guitar over his head. He he didn't want it the first time he was going to do it. He just did it. So not only did he catch everybody else by surprise, but he caught us too. So it's fun to feed off of things like that, and it does it improves your performance. Same goes with crowd participation too. I can see how that works for you guys. A lot of bands don't. They just don't get it sometimes. Everybody's kind of doing their own thing, and they're doing it together. But it's obvious that you all work together well. And, I mean, I think the crowds at your shows love it too. From what I've seen, you know, everybody's everybody's always up, and you really get them moving. What's what's one of the weirdest things that's ever happened at one of your live shows? <laughs> oh man, uh, so many! Well, I mean, you playing bars. I mean, you get a lot of people that get into it. And of course, they've been drinking. Some of them, you know, pretty heavy since they got there. And sometimes <laughs> that when they got there, it's noon. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we've we've had people fall into some of our equipment. But as far as, you know, negative heckling or anything, we haven't really experienced any of that. I mean, yeah, we'll have some friends come out and they'll shout out Freebird or something, you know, cliche that you smile at them, but deep down it kind of annoys you a little bit. But, uh, I mean, other than, you know, people flush alcohol. Right. Yeah, we, we haven't really had any anything too anything too bizarre. I, I don't know. Yeah. Not that I can think about the top of my head. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> we, did a bike, we did a little bike rally one time. That was kind of interesting. <laughs> but um, we, we won't go in depth with that. But <laughs> <laughs> I see. Okay. Fair enough. And your original stuff, like The Stranger, let's say. I mean, I know, I know you said that's not really an autobiographical story in any sense but i think that theme everybody can kind of touch on that what is it that that drives you to 
work on that kind of material to make it real? Oh, man. Um, what, what's funny about that song, it's funny you bring that one up in particular, um, because it is 100% different than any other thing I've written. Uh, it, it's one in its own. When I, and I almost wrote it, uh, I'd say it's almost exactly three years to the day that I wrote it. And most, uh, when I'll try to write something, uh, lyrically anyway, the part that repeats the most is the chorus, right? You know, the part that's going to catch, the part that maybe they're going to, you know, they're going to remember the quickest if they only hear the song once or twice. Mm-hmm. So usually I'll start with that. With this song, uh, it's the contrary. I just I just started with a story in my head and I thought of a good verse and then kind of so I kind of went backwards with it. As far as autobiographical, I mean, no, it's 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 really not. Now there's there's some ideas you take. I mean, you take examples. That song, there is a line in it that, that's true. Uh, I have the two best parents any kid could ever ask for. That's awesome. So you use things like that. But then these, the the idea of what I what I wrote in the song man, was uh, to to kind of twist it and, and think, well, what if you didn't have it so good? Or what if you did have it good and, and you, know, you pissed it away yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, you got to think of these failure stories and kind of <laughs> kind of see where they go sometimes. And, like, and, and, I don't, and I don't do that normally. That was just a song. I was in a mood. I was going through a divorce. I was kind of pissed off at the world. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, you, and so I was kind of trying to keep myself standing up. And, and, I was, and I kept telling myself, hey, it could always be worse. What if? What if? So I had a lot of what ifs going on in my head. What if this happened? And uh, if you don't live it, you might as well put it in a song. See if somebody likes it. So that's that's kind of what happened there. Okay. Yeah, makes a lot of sense. Wanting to get into some of the the country music, especially, is made up of regional sounds. You know, Bakersfield and Texas swing and all of that. When you hear you know, when you listen to other musicians or, you know, when you're doing something yourself, um, can you hear those strains flowing through some of the work or through your work? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, a, a little bit. Um, it doesn't, I, I have to listen pretty close. It's not something that I would say jumps out at me, but uh, there, there's, there's, you know, some you'll hear every now and then that you can, you can tell they're not from your neck of the woods or, you know, not close. And, 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 I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, too. They just, uh, they they take their genre another way or they do something a little bit different with uh, with what they play. And, because, uh, I mean, I, I think we're a little bit different from, from others' viewpoints as well sometimes. So, well, Which is important. I mean, variety is, is what it's all about. You guys have played, like, Ozark Live numerous times. How What yeah. kind of experience is that? <laughs> well, uh, what, what, do you, what do you think, Heidi? You're in a cage, man. They actually one of those count two things. Yeah. They have to, you know, but it's yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it was, uh, I mean, as far, as far as, uh, it was a great experience. I mean, just being able to, just be in that environment, you know, it's something I've never experienced, you know, coming into the group. That was my first time actually. Oh, that was. Yeah, being on air and actually being able to, you know, play, play with a group of guys. And it, was, it was awesome, you know, seeing, uh, just seeing everything from that standpoint, you know, not being a viewer, actually being able to be in the studio, which was really, <laughs> really cool. Yeah, and you couldn't mess up, man. It was, it was, yeah, it was yeah. all one shot, you know, it's live. So, <laughs> yeah, just one of those, it, it was a different experience. Yeah. <laughs> it was, but it was neat. We, uh, we enjoyed it. Uh, always stretching to a broader stage is always, is always something that you need to kind of get prepared for. 
I know you've played that area quite a bit. Are you planning on branching out to other parts, uh, other other directions? Yeah, it's, uh, you know. We would love to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, I was just trying to think. Uh, well, I feel bad because I uh, I played baseball, with, and he's still, to this day, a very good buddy of mine, and he's going to open uh, He's opening up a bar around uh, up around there. I can't remember the name of it, of it off the top of my head, so I was kind of sitting there stumbling on it. I know he and I are in talks of getting something hooked up when he uh, gets that place up and running. And I think it was around Farmington. I may be mistaken. But, um, but yeah, we would love to get up in that area. We love to branch out. We play regionally. Uh, we have been for, for a few years now. And we enjoy it, man. Anytime we can we can get outside of Springfield, not that there's anything wrong with it, but, yeah, why not? Branch yeah. out, spread it. I mean, if you have talent that you think needs to be heard, why not spread it? Sure, absolutely. Uh, Jason, I did I read that right, that you were – you played with Marshall, Marshall Tucker band? Yeah, we, uh, we played at a, uh, it was, it was the Wild Hog bike and bike and music, uh, rally, I believe. Let's see here. That was back. Oh, it was April of 2015. And, uh, that was pretty neat getting to see, uh, getting to really talk to them before they went on stage too, because we had, we had to follow up. We had to play right after them. So that was, we kind of got to see how they did it get up there and do our thing but uh yeah as far as getting to play with big names and stuff uh that that's i'd say that's the one that tops the list is marshall tucker band uh down there it was in a helena uh actually i think when we where we played we stayed in arkansas we were right there on the river but uh helena mississippi i believe is where they were having that no mississippi i'm sorry it was in arkansas it was in arkansas i got twisted there we stayed in mississippi but um yeah, that was that was a pretty surreal experience to see guys who've kind of been there and done it, and it and it was neat because they were good guys, just, just good guys that made it. A lot, a lot like us, you know, just except for the made it part. <laughs> but it, it was it was neat just to sit back and talk to them and just and just be two two normal guys talking. So how did how did you guys meet? That's in the uh, well, the three I'm the sorry. three of you. Oh 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 man. <laughs> Well, um, I'll tell you what, Haida, when we get to your point in the story, you jump in. Okay. Haida right. <laughs> uh, came to us, fortunately, very, very, I mean, by the grace of God, two, a little over two years ago, uh, right when we had a, our original drummer stepping away. I really didn't get into playing music until just a few years ago. Uh, I'd say around 2013-ish, I, uh, I randomly got a job as a uh, running for Springfield Karaoke here locally down, uh, down here home. A guy came out and he heard me and said, "Hey, would you like to try, you know, playing live and giving it a shot? Just, you know, seeing what happens." I'm like, okay, you know, I didn't really know how to play anything at the time. I just sang, uh, but I really wanted to play something. So I started out with that. We were a three-piece, and, uh, and then we needed a girl. We decided as a vocalist too. At the time, her name was Edna Zayak. Uh, I believe she's a, a Livingston now. She, she, she got, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She, she's got married anyway, but uh, but she was a friend of mine that could sing too. They kind of let me pick and. Uh, you know, say, hey, if you if you got a girl that's good to work with and that can sing, then let's do this. And so we brought her on, and, and she and I worked pretty well together. But it, uh, just after a few months of playing, it, it was a group called the Young Republicans. And uh, we just, we played it just, nothing big, just uh, a, a few uh, hole-in-the-walls down here around town just to kind of get going. And that's kind of, that's, that's how me and this girl, Edna, got started. And then um, she was doing, she was singing also at the time for a band called City of David, which featured Jared Friedley, our lead guitar player. 
we we were scheduled the young republicans were scheduled to play a big show one day and uh we had a guitar player that couldn't make it and so we decided to overhaul and use half a city data and uh, we met the day before and had to learn nine songs and we did it and that's when we learned how good of a guitar player Jared Friedley was. Or anyway, I did, and I kind of already knew. <laughs> uh, and then we decided from that day forward, we kind of wanted to, they, they wanted to evolve into something else. And, you know, you, you get members, you lose members. We had a rhythm guitar player. We had another drummer originally. Uh, but then, you know, Mag, the, the band Magnetic South originally started out as six people back in February of 2014. So uh, but now we're, uh, we're down to the three that you see, but we're, we're, you know, better than we have been. So we started playing as Magnetic South and things happened. And uh, we had a female bass player and backup singer. Um, she was going through some things in her personal life and needed to kind of lean more that way. So that's when I picked up the bass guitar and learned how to play it. I've been working at it, honest to God, nonstop since then because, you know, doing that and singing is pretty tricky for somebody who hadn't done it. So uh, <laughs> I had to learn it pretty quick and uh, really, really worked on it. Had some good calluses to show for it and all that stuff. But you get to doing that, and then we uh, had a drummer that was stepping away, and uh, and then this man comes in, <laughs> Mr. Hyde James. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of a weird, kind of a weird timing because I had a had an ad out on Craigslist. I was looking to try to form my uh, form my own group, and uh, the former rhythm guitarist player actually reached out to me and asked, you know, uh, asked me if I'd be interested in playing. And the funny thing is, initially I said, no, nah, I'm trying to get my own thing going. You know, appreciate it, you know, and we just kind of left it at that. Then I started thinking about it, and I reached out to him maybe a couple of days later. I said, hey, you still looking for a drummer? And and uh, next thing you know, I'm playing with them. You know, we uh, or we actually get together and practice right. you first met, time. Yeah, and, you met us with our, yeah, yeah right. and I think, man, we all just instantly, I just clicked with them all. Yeah. I felt like an, like an instant, like, brotherhood with him so it was really cool yeah i thought about going over and locking the front door so he couldn't get out that <laughs> one <laughs> i mean nothing against our, our original drummer because he he was uh he was he was good back there on him. it's just one of those things somebody's so good you notice the difference and my god it was instant so it was like we got it we got to keep this guy and luckily he was kind of happy with us too so yeah next thing you know i'm in we're playing in Nashville. Yeah. I know a couple of weeks later, right? Yeah, no, it was it was just a few. It was a week later. A week later, yeah, okay. Our brand new we drummer. We played, We were playing uh, here in Springfield. Uh, we were playing. A, it was a pre-Nashville party. Yeah, so that yeah, was that's your right. First gig. That was the first gig. Yeah. And we took. Yeah, we were, we were like, well, man, this guy's he's good to go. And that was the confidence we had. And we were going to play. Uh, we've played twice at uh, Tootsie's World Famous Orchid Lounge there on Broadway in Nashville, which is. Probably one of the cool, probably one of the better musical experiences I've had so far, to be honest. Yeah. It, it was pretty sweet, but yeah, this is that that explains. Uh, that's right when we got Hyda as well. So his uh, his second show with us, and it was within a week of joining us in Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. So we, we that was the confidence we had in taking him. So Hyda, what are your influences behind the drum kit? Where do you get your roots there? Oh well, my roots. Um, I grew up. I grew up playing drums um, in church. Um, and all through uh, high school, a little bit of college, um, I actually ended up stepping away from the drums for, gosh, maybe about seven years uh, of time. You know, my wife and I, you know, had lived in an apartment, you know, didn't have any space for drums, and I actually ended up stepping away. And back in, I'd say, like, 05, maybe I started getting back into it, and I realized just how much of a break 
how much how much things had changed taking that break and you know I had a lot of these young drummers young cats coming up and I was like man I gotta man they're, they're doing some killer stuff so I'm trying to get back into it so I think a lot of my influence from oh like a lot of like my old gospel roots um I did a lot of jazz in high school you know a little bit of funk um and with that I I can actually incorporate that into you know some country and uh, rock which I really enjoy playing so lots a lot of those nuances I actually kind of incorporate into playing country as uh growing up you know I was not really big in the country but you know being able to play being able to play it has definitely opened me up to you know different styles and uh, that sort of thing so and, and I find myself listening to uh, more country drummers uh, recently like uh for one example there's one guy uh Rich Redman drummer for Jason Aldean I listen to him quite a bit and he's just a solid solid drummer and so I use him as a yeah uh, uh, a good reference kind of to kind of help guide me and lead me as to you know what I can what I can do and how far I can stretch myself and I'm always watching uh YouTube videos always watching you know who's doing what trying to pick up different things here and there as, as to how I can also uh incorporate that into my drumming and you know what we can do to you know push ourselves uh, musically well I, I noticed it seems to me anyway that you guys were working together in your live shows there's a restraint there that there's a balance um, that everybody seems to have and i think that that chemistry is what works you know what works for the crowd how do you look at that oh as, as far as uh well like the the balance the restraint is that something is that a natural you know is it just to happen or is that something that you guys work on well, I mean, if we when we pra- when we practice, we work hard. We uh, we're working. We're either cleaning up, you know. Even I mean, with Jared and Haida, it's it's. I mean, they don't make mistakes, or at least I not that I catch. Man. You know what I mean? So it's like I, I'm always so I'm always I'm always you know trying to catch up and play with them, and uh, just just I'm trying to hold my own. So if they're if they're you know unless it's something obvious, I don't hear those guys messing up at all. But if if we do notice something from a live show that maybe had a hiccup or something, or if one of us is a little iffy or has a question about a part, we'll play it and we'll play the heck out of it until we got it. You know, we'll, we won't we won't go home until we've got it. And that, and that's what's neat. And I think if, I think the chemistry you're talking about there's that that chemistry is caused by energy, and I think that energy feeds off of you know we know how hard we work. And I think when we see it when we see that it's working and it's coming together, whether it's peop, other people you know, watching us in the crowd, getting excited, or like I said, hi to doing something cool or, or, uh, me coming in at a perfect time, you know, or into or doing another little trick on the, on the mic or, or, uh, you know, Jared doing a, a different fill or something that excites us because we know how hard we work at it. And I think that's where that energy comes from. You know, somebody does something cool, we get excited. And I think that leads to that, you know, that that's energy and, and it's positive. And I think that, I think that's the chemistry that most people see. I, I think that's because most people are surprised if they ask us how long we've been playing together. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they usually right. think it's a lot longer. So I, I think he got something there, to be honest. And I, I think that's the best answer for it. What do you think? Adam? I agree. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. You said it all. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the best I can think as to how to answer that. But I, I think it's because it's we work hard and we like to see it pay off. You guys do, obviously, you do work hard and. I gotta tell you, it does pay off. <laughs> um, you know, Jared, uh, it's just, I know he's not with us tonight, but that's 
pretty amazing stuff to watch him. I mean, he just goes to it. Playing with a guy like that, it's got to be inspirational. Obviously, like I said, and like you said, you work hard. How does that inform kind of what you do, what you choose to do? That part of it is that you, he knew, you know he's got the ability to do whatever you need to do, and that's how that all works? You know, we if we ever have a this is just me. I'm not going to speak for Heider or Jared specifically starting out on this. I, I because this is the way I look at it personally. Like I said earlier, with the talent of those two guys, I know that that if I if I'm unsure of something, I, I have two safety nets. Like that's what's awesome. I can fall back on one of them and say, Hey, what should I do here? What did I do wrong here? Hey, is this right? Or um, whatever. I was just we were we were talking about Jared. That I mean, he's definitely for me personally, a safety net to fall into on the guitar. He's taught me how to play it. You know, if, if I'm unsure of something or if he suggests something, man, I'm all ears and we, and we try to piece it together. But, I mean, for me personally, playing with either one of these guys, like I said, they don't freaking make mistakes. And so I feel like I'm always it, – it, it, it's a pressure, but it's a good pressure. It keeps, it keeps the fire burning. You, uh, you, you want to play as good as those guys and having, and having guys that good. It works out. And uh, – I mean, they they had years and years of experience, and I mean, obviously it shows. Having a Jared or or a Haida, let alone both, it it makes my job a lot easier. But my God, it makes it a lot more intimidating. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that, definitely. And and I, I I feel bad not saying this earlier, but yeah, Jared's uh, Jared's about to uh, bring a little girl into this world, preferably or possibly any minute. So that's, oh that's why goodness. he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're. It's an exciting time for him, no doubt. Oh. Right, right. Yeah. Otherwise, we'd make him. Uh, we'd make him day. Right. Yeah, but, man, to be that good, it, it's a lot of fun to watch. Like when we're in the middle of the show and he's flying through a solo and the crowd's eating it up or something, or even if the crowd's really not, you know, you know, some nights you play for crowds that are pretty light. They're listening, but you know, you, you kind of feel like it's underappreciated. Yet you play just because it's you never know who's watching, right? But Jared is a lot of fun to watch and he sometimes distracting. And yeah. So, yeah. yeah, he pushes me musically. I love watching him. Yeah. Like, he's always doing something. You never know what to do. He's always going to do something different. <laughs> you know, and and I, th- and I think the best part is when, he ha- when it happens during a show and he catches you off guard and he just like, and, but it always sounds, it always sounds great. You're like, man, this is. It's amazing you're yeah. not surprised if right. it makes sense. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> it's, exactly. it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's definitely a. Uh, like I said, uh, having a safety net, you know, something to fall back on. The guy, I mean, the guy sounds like it's two guys playing a board. Seriously. He's just that good. Uh, yeah. We're lucky to have him. So we, we've got him. We, we've got him tied down. He's not going. Well, I was I was doing a little bit of research and looking through your Facebook and that kind of thing. You, recently, it's been like what the two year anniversary that Haida joined you guys. Is that what I read? Yeah. 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 It's last or. It was a nice tribute that was on that was on the Facebook page, but I really uh, have to ask, what are Haidaisms? <laughs> well, you know, this may, uh, this may sound corny, but I don't know how else to say it. There, Haida, there's one mood for Haida, and it's constant, and it, and it seems like it's positive. I mean, the guy has a smile. There, there's sometimes I think I could shake him in the hand, or I, I could shake his hand and then kick him in the butt. He'd still smile. At me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's always he's always up. He's always upbeat. And uh, Haida isms, man, he's just 
<laughs> I'm not saying Jared and I are, you know, constantly grumpy or angry people, but, you know, we, we're both kind of, I mean, for the most part in, in a setting, you know, we don't speak a whole lot unless we, you know, we're asked something. But it, it's not that it's a whole lot different. I think, I think people can just pick up on a Haida vibe. He, he puts off a, a very welcoming, warm vibe to anybody. Uh, Haidaisms, man, I mean, I keep digging them. I have to find it. Okay, to find the, yeah, guy, the guy's so modest. <laughs> what, is it? what is it, Mr. MHS? Oh. What was this? 20 Oh, yeah, 20-something <laughs> years ago. Uh, the guy, oh, yeah, I mean, he's, uh, you know, behind that smile's a lot of modesty. He's, uh, I want, I always want to make sure he gets, he gets every bit of credit that he deserves. And, uh, Haidaisms, yeah, they're, it's <laughs> just things he'll say every now and then. He's pretty quick with a, with a, uh, with a quick jab or something, if, if one of us will slip or say something that uh, that calls for him to do so, <laughs> and uh, and he and he's uh, outside of Jared being able to do the Copperhead Road dance while he's playing, uh, of the three of us, man, Hyde is the one that can that can move. So you know, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. You, uh, uh, a very good example of a Hyde is when there's a between set, somebody will put on a rap song, you know, or every now and then or something that uh, he can move to, and my gosh, he'll get out there, and it's like you, you can't help but watch it. And, you, and you're laughing at the same time, but you're jealous because you wish you could do it. But it's, it's you're, you're watching him have fun, and it's, it's, it's a hideism. i, I got to get up from behind the drum set and be able to move <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> well, I tell you, it sounds like more like a philosophy of life than anything else. That's yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you guys came together, I mean, the you know, the three of you, it sounds like you were jumping straight into the fire. That was in Nashville. What do you think of the current state of country music in general? Oh, man. Um, I, there's, I like it better now than I did a couple, like a few years ago. Um, a few years ago, I felt like it was going a little, a little much too pop, and some of it still is, uh, and this is my personal opinion, but... There, there's some some other artists who who've surfaced and who are going to surface that are very good. I think um, that you're that you're starting to hear. They're kind of bringing back more more of a original country sound, or or even some. I mean, I don't know, maybe a bluesy touch to it as well. But there's there's I, I guess <laughs> if you ask me, I, I would say overall I'm pleased with it because uh, it's kind of opened up to where you don't have to go to the mainstream. You know be one of those guys with, you know, the diamonds on your jeans and stuff, because if that's not you, then you don't have to fit into that world. You can be yourself and, and think about what you feel and what you write. And um, and there there's an outlet for that. And there's a lot of people that listen to that. And it's more people than probably even what I think right now. And, uh, and, and they're interested and they want to hear what you got. So as long as that stays out there, I'm, I'm, I'm enough of a music lover, personally myself, where I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. I, I, like, I like where it's at. Well, you can definitely hear the the blues influence in in your work, especially your personal work. I can understand your point of view there because I, it comes across. Sounds like you know, it sounds like you just described yourself <laughs> as a group. Um, so you know, I guess you you've got your your finger on the pulse, as it were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good thing, I guess. That, that means uh, you're being honest with yourself and playing what's playing what's natural. Absolutely. <laughs> so you you touched on something there about the the structure of things. 
and you guys are independent, right? I mean, you're out there touring and, and trying to make everything happen, and it's all kind of on your shoulders. What kind right. of struggles do you come up against as an independent band, independent touring band? Um, I would say the biggest struggle, because um, I do uh, a lot of the, uh, I mean, we all take part in, you know, trying to get gigs booked, but I oh, also, I, the man. I, I do a lot of the, yeah, yeah I, no, I do a lot of the Absolutely. And, um, I, you know, the biggest struggle is, you know, those basically trying to sell yourself to those venues who don't know you. That's the biggest struggle. You know, you, of course you're going to get, you know, tons of no's before you get that one yes. You know, that's the biggest, that's the biggest struggle. Um, I'd also say just trying to get um, people coming out to support you. You know, because you can send out hundreds and hundreds of invites on Facebook and, on, and through social media, you know, and you'll get people, oh, yeah, I'll come out, you know, I'll be there. But, you know, you know, the majority of people, you know, they just end up not coming, right. you know, and you, you try not to take it personally. But I would, you know, I would say that's probably the biggest, uh, the biggest struggle that I've come across. You know, def- definitely it can be frustrating. You can't let it dampen your, dampen your spirits. You know, you have to keep, you know, you have to keep uh, chugging along and, that, like I said, that's probably the biggest uh, struggle that I've come across. You know, again, all the no's, just trying to, uh, you know, sell yourself. You know, when you have a, you know, you have a good product and you're trying to sell it, you want everybody to jump on board, and you just wish more uh, people would be, you know, open to jumping on board with you. You know, the travel can get to be kind of a drag sometimes. Do you enjoy being on the road with, you know, with each other and just the traveling aspect of it? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're we're seriously like like a family, and we just give each other. You know, we 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 give each other crap all the time. And <laughs> I think you know, just going on the road, you know, it it. I think it just brings us even closer because you know we're, you know, definitely going. You know, sometimes sometimes we're going to you know a town where you know no nobody knows us. You know, we have to have make sure we have each other's backs. You know, going into it. You know, <laughs> so um, but yeah, I think uh, we all we all enjoy traveling and getting to play different um, places and trying to just uh, branch out. Yeah. That's the thing. It, it, Jared actually said it one time. It was, uh, we were practicing one time, and he used this analogy, and I wish he was here to say it. But, uh, when, you know, our group Magnetic South, it's a, it's a, for us, it's a, it's a safe zone. It, it's a happy place. Yeah. And, yeah. and if, you got, if you're going to have an honest-to-God, true, happy place, you have to have it with people you can trust and people that you love. And I mean, it's, it's um, that's that's a, that's a very that's a very specific uh, very very specific class of people. Very few, you know, and that's that's awesome. So that, that definitely, anytime we get to go somewhere, it just fuels the fire. We have fun with it because we already I mean, we find a way. <laughs> we we honest we honestly enjoy each other and enjoy being around each other, and, uh, and uh, you know we can we can we we I mean. I don't know that we ever haven't gotten along to be honest. No, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm even I'm and trying to think of nothing. I mean, even music. The only thing I can even think about is we were battling something musically one time, just trying to figure out what to do. And it's not that we were mad at each other; we were all just mad at the same thing. And well, hell, what do you think about this? Well, uh, let's do this. Let's try this. Well, what do you think? I mean, we tend to make it make it work. We we like each other. Like I said it's magnetic style, a happy zone, and that that that's a pretty tall order to abide by. To, you know, do it also. You, you brought up 
obviously the band name. I mean, you, the Magnetic South, where, where did you, I mean, I like it. It's great. Where did you come up with that? That's enough, Jared. I can call that, was, that was, uh, <laughs> okay, man. Uh, another reason I wish the guy was here, Jared, uh, talk about Haida, you know, Haidaism having some quick comebacks. Jared. This guy, <laughs> oh, it's, it's, we, uh, man, this is back. This is right when we did, obviously in the beginning, you know, we were, decided we were going to play together. Uh, we we had a rhythm guitar player who was a member of that City of David group. It was, it was see, at the time, because nobody quite made it. Our drummer wasn't there. Let me think. It was it was myself, Jared, uh, our, our bass player at the time, Michelle, and uh, and Rick, our rhythm guitar player at the time. You know, the way we were going to start out is six. And we were sitting there, and we were eating at a, at a pizza place in Nixon, Missouri. And uh, we... We're, we're sitting there, and I, I, I don't know why, but uh, Rick, the rhythm guitar player, had a, had some compasses, and I don't know why he had an abundance of them. I'm not sure. There's a reason. I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not being a wise guy. There's a reason, I'm sure. I'm just not sure what the heck it is, but he had a, he had a bunch of compasses, and he said he, for some, they were broken or something like that, and he, he, he couldn't sell them, and he mentioned something about them being broken, and Jared just popped up and said, "What well, do they point to the magnetic south?" Where's <laughs> like, "Oh, I was like, okay, we're, okay." And, and I think it was, I believe it was Michelle sitting there. She said, "That's it. That's got to be the name." And Jared's like, "Magnetic south, yeah." And then we uh, we we <laughs> spell it magnetic with a K. Uh, we decided to put a to put a K at the end of it just to be different. So. Uh, and I, I think, you know, you, uh, how did you, however you found this, I'm not sure if it's YouTube, Facebook or whatever, but, uh, if you type in regular Magnetic South, there is, I think there is a band already, uh, the name of Magnetic South with a C, I believe, or maybe there used to be that, or you get some kind of science experiment. <laughs> so I'm glad we changed the spell. <laughs> what are you? Jared, Jared, Jared came up with that one. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean. It's amazing the the things that happen that that you get that kind of inspiration from. I mean, there are some there are some pretty strange band names out there. Um, you know, oh, they don't really say anything, but I mean, I get the uh, the feel of it, and you know, it, it kind of lends itself to what you do. So you know, it's appropriate for sure. Yeah. Um, one one thing that I'm always curious about after after a show, everything you know show went well everything's great um you know obviously it's it's late or early <laughs> um right. what what's your go-to meal after a show oh man a go-to meal after a show what, what well we've we've hit i well, not i have or uh waffle house well yeah we've yeah we've we've We'll do the Waffle House song and dance. Be almost the only three people sober there sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, we uh, I don't know. You, you know, usually if I'm if I'm if I'm in town, I'll usually choose something home. Um, Same here. I'm too tired to yeah, eat. Yeah, yeah. for the night. <laughs> well, we were, but I guess I, I I guess I'm kind of backing up here. But one of the things you said it's rough about playing is I get hungry, man. I get hungry like right before the show starts. So if, if and, and then again, if I get a small bite to eat, uh, you know, because you don't want to fill up too much before you go on stage, especially with vocals. Um, so, you know, not only watching what you eat and how much you eat, but uh, yeah, that's the downfall. I'm, I'm usually hungry during a show. 
<laughs> I'm always wanting to eat. But yeah, afterward, uh, out as a group, uh, I'd, I'd say we we ventured to Waffle House. Uh, uh, let's see, on the road, you know, uh, if we're going back to a hotel or something, I think we've driven through Taco Bell. Taco Bell. You know, we, we've done traditional things like that. Yeah. But uh, maybe we got to get out a little bit more to pick an actual favorite. I <laughs> we'll we'll see. Well, I don't know. At that time of night, there's not just a whole lot of choices, but. Well, I want to, first of all, I want to wish Jared, you know, congratulations and all. That's that's exciting news. Um, sorry, you know, sorry he wasn't able to join us. Um, well, it's just timing, man. Yeah. It, it, well, I wish he'd been here, too, but out of his reach, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Family's first. Right, right. <laughs> So thank you both for joining me today. Hey, thank you we appreciate much. it. Thank you. For information and booking, contact Magnetic South at magneticsouth.net. It doesn't matter what you say. It never added up anyway. You try and cover up with lies. Or it made up alibi. Wanna play me like a game? Well, I can play one too. It doesn't matter what you do. Baby, I'm through with you. You're gonna get down on your knees. Your way of begging me, please. You know you're wasting all your time. Well, stop wasting my.